0: To NFT heat, whether you're inside the industry or new to the NFT space, or brand new to everything in tech, we're going to provide you with the necessary NFT alpha to crush. We'll bring in the top guests and deep dive into how NFTs will transform the metaverse, social tokens, and everything Web3. As you know, I'm here, Justin Shanker, the King of Alpha, here with the maybe the bigger King of Alpha, and definitely the King of LinkedIn, John Kraske. What's happening today, brother? Man, it's
1: been uh, it's been a wild past few weeks, man. It has a lot of stuff going on in Web three tech industry layoffs, <sighs> massive layoffs. Massive I was, layoffs. I mean, I mean,
0: I was talking to my buddy from Google yesterday, who said nine thousand people are gone, and indiscriminately, they just wiped the board.
1: Yeah, Charles Atkins, actually, who was our first guest on NFT Heat, he actually said a friend of his who had been working there seventeen years just boom gone. How Holy crazy s- is that? That is crazy. That
0: means when he sees him for lunch next time, he's got to pick up the bill.
1: Yeah, but you know <laughs> what is funny is, yeah, Apple somehow has not had any layoffs, which is crazy. Tim so, Cook running the we'll show. Get, yeah, but we'll get more into that. All right, today. yeah, we can't give away all the goods at the top of the episode, Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so
0: much to dive into,
1: and you know we love our segment, Mint It or Kick It. Yeah. What are we talking about? Apple delays their AR glasses. Are they embracing the metaverse, or is this a sign of trouble? Thoughts, Justin?
0: Oh, I, these AR glasses, I can't stand them. I got the Facebook glasses as a gift, yep. and it's like you put them on, you click something, and then you're just spying on everybody. I feel like I'm walking down, you know, in Venice, how they have the boardwalk, and you just, you're just
1: watching everybody. I feel like a total creepster. I'm not into it. Kick it. What yeah. about you? You know, I tried them at South by Southwest Meta Hatted installation last year, those glasses. I didn't get it. I just didn't get it. I was like, what? Like, so you're like, you click like the glass and you take a photo. Right. It's just weird. Very so, weird. So Apple made the smart move to delay it because obviously, it's not ready for mass adoption. It's nobody wants those.
0: And remember when like Google came out with them years ago and they thought it was going to like transform the industry and yet nobody used them. Like yeah. I mean they were just weird looking. It's just I we're not quite there yet. I don't know when we will be.
1: Yeah, I think the glasses are maybe not the right entry point for mass adoption of AR technology. So yeah, I think it's a good idea to kick it. And, and Apple, they're the masters of scale. They know how to build amazing products. So there's a reason why they delayed it. So. Very true. I, I'm going to agree with you on this one, man. Well, can I tell you, 2-0, yeah, John and I are in agreement. It does not happen often. So yes. we're both
0: going to kick it.
1: Yes. <laughs> so, Buller versus Bear. Yep. Which we already kind of segued into at the beginning of the show, is big tech layoffs. Google just laid off, what, 12,000, Microsoft, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Everybody's 10, It seems like 10 or 12,000 is a sweet spot for these layoffs. <laughs> it so it's, uh, it's super unfortunate. But I mean, honestly, I've worked at a lot of big companies in my life. There's always a lot of fat to trim. Yeah, great. So I think that this is like the opportune time. I think a lot of companies may be weighted because of the you know, PR backlash. But now it's kind of in vogue, actually, just to to lay off, you know, because you have shareholders, you have boarders, directors to report to. So I think, you know, I think that's also what you're seeing, too, is like, you know, these shareholders, if you're not doing it, Wall Street's going to react, right?
0: Yeah, but I mean, also, they, all they, these tech companies, they loaded up during COVID. They just went on a massive hiring spree and, you know, the good times are over. Like, people are actually going out now. They're not just sitting at home playing video games and watching TV and using big tech constantly. So, this is their opportunity to lay off that fat and look, you've worked at at big tech companies. I've worked at a couple companies. We know a lot of times, what are the employees doing? They're surfing the web. They're on their Instagram. They're on their Facebook. Yeah. They're not doing anything. So a lot of that is just bloated fat audios. Get rid of it.
1: I agree. I mean, you know, many of these people are just traveling the world, you yeah. know, for these big companies, these big fat, you know, six figure salaries doing almost no work. I mean, I get it. I get it. I think I think it's, it's the right move. You know, it's super interesting. So I saw a LinkedIn post. So the employee count changed the last three years of these big tech companies. Amazon was plus 100%. Wow. Facebook, in three years, 100%. Yeah.
0: Facebook, That's
1: crazy. 94%. Google, 57%. Microsoft, 53%. Apple, only 20%. Ah. And Apple hasn't had any layoffs. So they were higher in lean and mean. So... Smart. So smart. There you go. All right. So I think we're going to agree again on this one as well. This is ridiculous. Yeah, Agreements on both segments. I'm bullish
0: on the tech layoffs. I think it's a smart move. And if we look at how Wall Street's reacted, all those stocks have been pumping. Because, you know, like you said, the market reacts positively when you cut the fat and you're just
1: about all about growth. Yeah. And I mean, I think the other thing, too, is it's a wake-up call to people like, you know what? Like, take control of your life. Maybe, like, working for a big company is not the move anymore. You know, like, why are you running around with this fear of like waiting for a company to lay off when you can go out and build your own brand? That's what I've done in the last two years, just on LinkedIn, just posting Personal every day. branding machine, yeah. we're here right here. 100%, like yeah. I'm telling you right now, anybody that's out there right now, definitely leverage LinkedIn, you can build your own personal brand post by post, day by day. I mean, I just hit 50,000 followers in a year. Incredible. There you what go. If, when is LinkedIn going to sponsor this show? I have no LinkedIn,
0: idea. LinkedIn, hello, Mr. and Mrs. LinkedIn. Please sponsor NFT Heat. And by the way. John talks about it incessantly. Yeah, I have not received one penny from LinkedIn, which is crazy. <laughs> How was <is laughs> that? Until really- after the show. We're, we're, we got to get paid. Come on, LinkedIn. Alright, yeah. speaking of, let us go on and take a quick break because when we come back, we are going to have an incredible guest for you all. So We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
1: Hello, everyone. This is John
0: and Justin from NFT. We're so excited to announce we parted with Memento. Memento allows you the opportunity to capture moments, upload them as digital collectibles, and create your community. Download Memento now. Welcome back, everybody. We are extremely excited to have Michael Amar on as a guest. Michael is a seasoned entrepreneur with experience in global alliances, business development, executive management, channel development, and organizational leadership, and he's an investor and an advisor in 10-plus funds and startups, and John is going to have something incredibly special to mention towards the end of this episode, or we might even get into it earlier. You might be seeing John in France. That's all I got to say about it. He is also the chairman, Michael, of Paris Blockchain Week, extraordinarily
1: exciting. Welcome to NFT Heat, Michael. Thanks for
2: having me, super exciting.
1: Yeah, so Michael, so thoughts on Apple delaying their AR glasses, mint it or kick it?
2: You know, I just read that yesterday, Microsoft also let go of some of their HoloLens team. I think, you know, if you want to build the iPhone moment to transform, actually make it an industry... You better be hundred percent sure of your shot, right? So if they don't feel like it, it's so important for the whole industry, not just for them. Then it's okay <laughs> on my in my side if they wait even a couple years more because uh, they have, I think, one shot. Otherwise, it's, it might be pushed for many many years. Great.
0: So are you are you with us, Michael? Or are we gonna, are we gonna mint it or are we kicking it? Uh, mint it. Oh,
2: Oh, wow. We
0: got Michael minting it. John and I have kicked it. All right. I like that. I like that. We're throwing a little controversy in to start the episode.
1: (laughs) All right, Michael. And then bull versus bear on big tech layoffs.
2: I always try to look at the right side, right? So, yeah, unfortunately for a lot of people, it's going to be very, very tough. But what I'm seeing is that there's an opportunity uh, for a lot of people that wanted to be entrepreneurs They've been trained by the best and they are now can launch their companies in a timing where every resources is less expensive than uh, versus a few months ago. And we're already seeing it uh, on the startup competition of the Press Blockchain Week where we have founders from Amazon, Google, Meta, everyone. Um, so it's, it's an amazing experience they come with. They have a huge network. They have the technological knowledge. Um, so that's, I think, uh, an, an amazing moment for people to live their dream they might have pushed. They might have wanted to stay, but now they say, "Okay, why not try?" And that can lead to amazing stories. And we're also doing a talent fair for for helping out people who are looking for their new adventure in the web three space. So, you're bullish. Very bullish.
0: All right, <laughs> there we go. We got Michael on that one. John, Michael, it. and I bullish. On the tech layoffs. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to get into it now. We want to hear all about you, Michael. We want to hear all about Paris Blockchain Week. First off, you've had an incredible journey in technology. You're an investor. You're an advisor on so many incredible funds and startups. Um, how did you enter the technology space to now investing on these funds and these startups? Can you take us on your journey?
2: Yeah, with two wings about Web3 very early on. So I started in 94. I dropped out business school to actually launch a web development firm. It's when I lost my hair, actually, because you try to sell a website at 9.6 kilobyte seconds. It took me a day to load my first page. Uh, that was quite some fun. Um, long story short, I've built three uh, successive companies in the digital marketing space. Uh, one of them was quite intriguing. It was like a Google shopping. Uh, with the Kavit is that we created a loyalty program and when you got points, you were able to exchange these points against shares of our company. Ring the bell, John? Yeah. (laughs) That was back in 1999. Wow. 1999. Very early. Yeah. Very early. early. And I saw already people calling their nephew and their uh, neighbor to ask them to buy from us so they could get shares of a startup. So that's my old monkey story. Um, fast forward, I've sold my uh, first three businesses in 2007 to a French public company that had an office for R&D in Palo Alto, where I moved in 28. Uh, so in California, spent 10 years there. And I've actually the second wing for Web3 is that, um, some of you remember that Facebook had actually created a token, the father of Libra. It was called Facebook credits. It allowed you, allowed you to play these, you know, crazy games like Farmville. And actually I was uh, able to negotiate with Facebook at an exclusive contract that allowed me to offer Facebook credit as an incentive for marketers, um, for example, um, buy at Walmart and get free Facebook credits or check in at the gap store and get free Facebook credits. And once again, I saw the impact of high perceived value of digital goods, instant gratification, and it changed the dynamics of, um, click-through rates, conversion rates, loyalty. It was digital goods. It was not on the blockchain, but it's the same mechanism was already there because people were spending already so much time playing these games and I wanted an accelerator of some sort. So long story short, moved back in France 2017 and I've launched the first accelerator for blockchain and uh, crypto project. Uh, it was called Chain Accelerator that I've sold a couple of years after. But at the same time, actually, I was in a position to meet a lot of the largest blockchain companies and uh, they were kind of making fun of me when I told them that there was some nascent market in Europe, and there was something very interesting in Paris. So I was like, a little bit bothered by that. And I wanted to show them wrong. And with some young partners of mine, we created the first edition of Price Blockchain Week in 2019. And that uh, led to the last edition that were uh, on which we had 6000 attendees uh, last April and in two months, um, uh, 10,000 attendees. Um, but I think we, we might go over the details a bit later in the interview.
1: Yeah. Incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. So I, I guess we'll get to the big news. Myself and Justin Johnson and Moonpay, we're going to be co-emceeing Paris Blockchain Week, which is actually going to be at the Louvre. How cool is that? Wow. That is amazing. That is super cool news, yeah. John. Super, super honored. And guess how I got the opportunity? LinkedIn. Incredible. LinkedIn. Power LinkedIn, I'm telling you, yeah, I'm telling you. I know. So I've been obviously super outspoken on LinkedIn about these Web3 conferences. They're overpriced. You have unknowledgeable speakers. You don't have enough Web2 brands in the, in the room. And Paris Blockchain is beautifully addressing all these issues. And I would love to hear how you're kind of tackling all the issues that I have personally that a lot of people have about Web3 conferences and what you're doing with Paris Blockchain Week to do it differently.
2: Yeah, so thanks. I agree. And you have you're, you have been very vocal on the topic. And it's great to have this discussion because they're not common, you know, people keep things for them that this is the exchange. So it's great to jump uh, on it. And and I agree with, with what you're saying. In general, I, I built all my career by going to conferences all over the world. And I tried to build and co-build this conference with what I've learned and to try to to do the best. So we're not a commercial event organizer having a conference about AI and another one about design. We're 100% dedicated to Blockchain Crypto Web 3. And what we want to do is to help the industry move forward, right? On regulation, on technical topic, on onboarding more people, on showing use cases. So our our goal is really to progress and make it, you know, building users. And for that, we need everyone. So I think we are a very agnostic conference. You know, some people don't like the big, very big guys, but without the big guys, there's no volume. Without no volumes. There's nothing to decentralize, right? So I think we should work, and, and you've been vocal with how brands should onboard, uh, on board, uh, web three, how, what use cases can help bring the masses. So brands are more than welcome. All blockchains are, are, are welcome, but the tech giants are welcome too. Because if you want this to be a billion users, we need everyone. And the conference, what I loved about it last year is that people told me, Oh, I've raised funds in the conference or I found my co-founder that I was looking for for one year. Or, I just found a job. or I found my, my partnership or my GM for, um, that country. Even a guy got married. Wow. After conference. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most crazy thing. Um, but yeah, we want ROI. We want, I mean, this is a business, um, uh, Uh, Mindset, right? We want ROI. We want everyone to learn, but to interact and to get whatever they they came for. So we try to drive everything around, uh, you know, make it, make it worse for um, every visitors.
1: Incredible. That's how you do it. I'm telling you, that's everything I've been saying all (laughs) along.
0: They finally nailed it. Incredible. Incredible. Well, you know, there are all these Web 2 brands that are segueing into Web 3, as you know the metaverse is huge and it's a very hot topic. What do you see as the biggest immediate opportunities to come to Paris Blockchain Week? But before we get to your answer, Michael, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're diving in deeper with Michael Omar, the chairman of Paris Blockchain Week. We'll see you in a sec. SeaWorld is a Web3 studio that is a spinoff of IOHK, the research and engineering company behind the Cardano blockchain. The co-founder of Cardano, Charles Hodgkinson, spun it out as an answer to getting involved in the ever-growing NFT space. SeaWorld focuses as a studio with investments in distribution platforms like the JPEG Store, which is the largest NFT marketplace on Cardano, along with other platforms like Metaverse, gaming, sports, streaming, and merchandising. By putting Wave Financial Group as the management behind it, SeaWorld looks to innovate and create not only new experiences with NFTs, but also to collaborate with NFT projects in the Cardano NFT community to shine a light and bring adoption from the many industries SeaWorld engages with. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Michael Amar, the chairman of Paris Blockchain Week, and we are deep diving into NFTs and metaverse and all how it affects the Paris Blockchain Week. We're very excited. So, Michael, a lot of Web 2 brands are now starting to enter Web 3, as we talked about right before the break. What do you see as the biggest immediate opportunities for these brands and why should they be attending Paris Blockchain Week?
2: Yeah, so if we take some, you know, Topics that are not futuristic but really actionable right now. NFT ticketing, for example. For me, there is no way in five years, perhaps three years, all tickets won't be NFT tickets, right? It's secured. The issuer will get a share his his rightful share of the second market. It can be much more multimedia, right? So you can have a, after a concert, you can have as a collector the um, the, the, the the video with the girlfriend or an next 30 seconds of the song. Or discount for the next, next one against the QR code. Which one do you want? I mean, or the ticket, paper ticket that we have today. So this is for me, it's part of the no-brainers. Then I would say, um, loyalty, right? It will replace loyalty, um, membership as we see it. And we don't need, you know, a lot to be able to get there. So token getting. Um, so that's, those are for me the most immediate, creating new communities. Um, new CRM, new kind of discussion, more ownership for the users. But it, it all evolves about membership uh loyalty, uh, actually. Yeah. I love it. So, My- Michael, what are some of the the brands
1: and speakers that you have coming to Paris Blockchain Week that we should be excited about? Yeah, some
2: amazing ones. Yeah. So, for the crypto ones, for example, we have the few of Ripple, few of Circle, few of Masari uh CEO of consensus, CEO of um, Binance, CEO of Statham, um, Team Draper, uh, on the brand side, uh, we have Porsche, um, CEO of Reddit, eBay, Cola, Givenchy, uh, Karen, Gucci, um, I think 20 Swiss uh, watchmakers. Um, so it's very interesting to see that they are coming in force. It's the brand managers that come in, it's the CTOs, it's the uh, CMOs, uh, it's really working across organization.
1: Incredible, incredible. I I mean, it's beautiful. That's the marriage between Web 2 and Web 3 I've been talking about. John, there, we have
0: Swiss makers going. According to Michael, just will you pick me up like a Rolex right sure. at the Louvre? Not a it's, problem. It's not a big deal. It's not just, a problem. Just grab me one, all right? Um, be, they'll be there.
2: I'll try to hook you up.
0: I love it. I love it. I've been trying to get the, uh, the the you know that that Kermit forever. You can't get that thing. It is sold out. All right. So what is the roadmap for Paris Blockchain Week, Michael? As you said, you launched in 2019. You've just grown exponentially this year. You've got John. And Justin from Moonpay, who are just obviously, I'm huge fans of, what's what's going on for 2024 and the future?
2: Yeah. So first edition with only two days about crypto blockchain. Fast forward this edition in, in two months, uh, we're going to have a huge hackathon. We're going to have a talent fair, an investor's day uh, with um, funds coming from all over the world. Uh, we have this Web3 slash NFT slash uh, Metaverse experience full day, then two two days for blockchain crypto DeFi. So what we're trying to do is to cover 360 all of the needs of the ecosystem. Hiring, even if you no, know, it's not the best of the market, but still people are looking for job and, and people are trying to hire. Investment super important. And developers onboarding super important on top of the command. So we want we might want to extend. I cannot tell you say everything, but we will extend those you know hiring opportunities and investment opportunities all year long. And we might do some niche events in some part of the world, smaller ones, but very, very qualified. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Hello everyone, this is John and Justin from NFT. We're so excited
0: to announce we parted with Memento. If you're an influencer or a creator, hop on Memento. You can monetize your content as digital collectibles for free. Do
1: it now. So last question, Michael. Where can people find out more about you and
2: Paris Blockchain Week? I see parisblockchainweek.com. All the information schedule are there. And uh, for me, it's Michael Amar on LinkedIn. um, And uh, happy to connect with anyone. All right. Really, thanks for having me.
0: Check Check out Michael. Check out Paris Blockchain Week. You will see John there hosting it. But before we wrap up, we like to do something really fun at the end of our episodes, Michael, where we actually have you mint an NFT. And can you give me one phrase and we're going to put it into Dali and Dali, our magical AI assistant, will come up with some beautiful piece of art. So give me one sentence. We'll put it in and then we will see what comes out. And then we're going to mint it right on the show, on Memento, so you can go and get it right when you see this episode. So what's a good phrase, Michael?
2: Uh, let me do a wink with uh, with the Louvre. So a pyramid in space with blocks. <laughs> a wow. pyramid in space with blocks.
0: All right, let's see it. What do we got? Oh, that is cool. Wow. That's like a, it's like a full-on pyramid. Wow. All right, now what I'm going to do is we're going to, Mint it right now on Memento. There you go. Wow. It's on Memento right now. Go get it. You got Michael Omar's one of one NFT. Very cool from Memento, our sponsor. Thank you again. All right. We really, really appreciate you coming on the show, Michael. It was a blast to hear about Paris Blockchain Week. John coming to host it and all the incredible things you guys have coming up.
2: Thank you. I'm very happy to host you guys.
0: Oh, appreciate it. Thank you. As you all know. Stay tuned. Next week, we'll have another incredible NFT thought leader popping in with more alpha. In the meantime, continue learning, growing, and seeking alpha. We're NFT, NFT.